Yeah. Uh, did, did you guys ever play? It's like Fusion Frenzy. Oh yeah, the like the that the thing they launched they launched on with Xbox like uh, yeah, a, like a Wii Sports sort of thing. Yeah, it's a terrible a bunch of mini games. But one of the characters you could play as was this rude dude kid whose name was Zach. And sometimes <laughs> when you'd select him, he'd go Zach Shellac in the Yak Yak Pack. And good God, <laughs> I I just got the strongest memory of that. <laughs> See, my only interaction with fusion frenzy is growing up in woodenville meant that everyone everyone's dad worked at microsoft because <laughs> it was right by redmond and so like all of these kids and like families had like they were like overflowing copies of fusion frenzy that <laughs> they just were trying to get were, rid of <laughs> yeah like, were stuffed with several xboxes every year there was a heavy surplus of. of yeah of copies of fusion frenzy it's like <laughs> oh and the winner of this uh school raffle is another copy of fusion frenzy <laughs> with the like microsoft store sticker on the front <laughs> damn it i wish i lived in sony town Well, good morning, farmhands. It's bright and early, and we've the 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 cock has crowed, and we're up for a beautiful new morning of of work around the farm. Uh, to to talk about our yeah, we've, we've, second part, we've thrown of... off our cartoonish uh, sleeping gowns and have put on our suspenders and our work boots, and are ready to plow the muck. We're gonna go milk Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a heaping bowl of discussion. <laughs> For that fresh, for the fresh cereal, we're gonna get fresh. We're gonna squeeze it out of that, out of our, out of our pet cow. I'm the barn. <laughs> That's the yeah. part I play in this theme. I'm right. the barn. Let's, Andy. Uh, yeah. Hi. And I'm welcome Austin. to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. The name of this show. And we and got Rory, and we got Patrick again. I'm back. The gang's together. Our toe suckler, Patrick, has has been <laughs> creeping up the bedside, waking us up all night. <laughs> Micromanaging. What is this really weird farm that we've? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we just really just make morning cereal, make breakfast cereal. Yeah, uh, I come in and I mix that wheat back into that chaff. Is what I do. <laughs> Ooh. For, our, for our bowl of our bowl of milk and wheat, yeah, for a bowl of chaff, a bowl of chaffed wheat. You know, mm. you know that that famous cereal, frosted milky wheat, served lukewarm. <laughs> oh, so we've boy. got three episodes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, that season one, nineteen eighty-seven. We gotta we gotta walk through these three more episodes, you kids. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, we did we did one and two in part one of our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles special. If you haven't listened to that yet, what are you doing? Go back and listen to that first, you crazy person. But and you know you what I'm noticing about these two that we didn't talk about? Uh, these dropped uh, once a day, uh, root style, like December 14th, December 15th. Just 16, one of the many ways that the series is exactly <laughs> like, like Roots. <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking, you know, it's a miniseries event that honestly, like, don't happen that often, you know? Well, plus, plus TMNT wasn't like a household name at the time. 
it wasn't like, oh, kids, get ready for that huge X-Men adaptation. It wasn't, no, but I got no. the impression that it kind of took off by the end of this thing. Like, it I did. don't think it took yeah. them a second try. So, no, it, it, so it people landed, were watching this miniseries. It, it stuck the landing, like, when it dropped. And yeah. Yeah, and, those, yeah, we were off to the turtle races. Those incredible characters that we know and love. We got that that Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, and Kunta Kinte. Uh, <laughs> those five turtles that we love. Well, and have you, uh, have, you seen, George, have you seen the specials over the years? Kunta Kinte through time. I played the Sega version. <laughs> yeah, those, I played the Sega those game roots of roots. video games are are they're <laughs> difficult. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's terrifying. I'm just imagining like a Telltale style uh, choose your own adventure situation, and that is the worst. I would never want to play that. Yeah, we shouldn't go down into this premise much deeper. <laughs> no, no, this gets, 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 this gets dicey really quick. <laughs> well, let's take a U-turn right back out of that deep hole. Hello, turtles. Uh, what is uh, Rory, Rory? You have you have information about our first episode that we want to talk about, episode three. Yeah, it goes a thing a about, thing about it, rats. it goes as thusly a thing about rats. A scientist <laughs> named Baxter Stockman has created a robot meant for hunting rats called Mouser. Shredder mass produces the robot and programs them to hunt rat in New York City. Splinter. Shredder right, wants and- Baxter dead because he knows too much. Michelangelo finds out about Krang. <laughs> I like that that's, that's just okay. thrown in at the end. Yeah, cool. at the very end, they kind of give us the B and C plot of, of the yeah. episode. Right. I, so I, I actually really enjoy Shredder's continuing quest for technology. I like mm-hmm. that he's just kind of at home, like, refreshing his computer for new TED Talks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's... He's like, he's on all the, the blogs. He's on all the blogs. He knows, like, what the research is going down. Um, uh... There is a thing that we didn't talk about last episode. Um, we we mentioned all the sort of adaptations and movies and that kind of thing. Uh, we didn't mention video games, really. Uh, one of the biggest ways that I interacted with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a young child was at the arcade or with the Genesis, because I owned the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperstone Heist for the Genesis, and then there was Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. Mm. Oh, so you, were... didn't, you didn't play any of the Streetwalkers? What, like Michael Jackson? Oh no! Uh, no, like uh, I don't know if that's actually what the genre oh, that game is, is called. Do you know the go? ones, all, all those fighting video games where you just walk down a street and fight guys? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what those. That's what those are. Oh, that's what those were. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like the Streets of Rage. The you know that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, the, the, the brawlers. Yeah, double um, dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were several of those games, and in one of them, it well, in the it, specifically, I'm remembering because I played Hyperstone Heist the most. There's a sequence where there's a shit ton of mousers. And I got a lot of weird flashbacks watching this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I know the games use the mousers a lot. Do they come back in the show? I felt like they do, probably. They do from time to time. Yeah. Baxter isn't used much in the 1987 show. He's in a, he's in several episodes, and then they phase him out. Uh, I'm not really sure why, but they, they don't they don't use him as much later on. Uh, but he's he's definitely a, a prominent player early. He gets he gets more maniacal, right? I mean, in this one, he definitely shows himself to be kind of a a weakling, easily mm-hmm. pushed. Right. It, it's interesting though that we we've already we already know that Splinter, sorry, Shredder has been given these this like divine, incredible gift of alien technology that uh-huh. basically does everything, but he's still like he's still picking up little bits of Earth technology. <laughs> yeah. 
And it just, I don't know, it just seems a little weird that, I mean, I guess, I guess Krang just, they just couldn't do little <laughs> tiny robots. Like they, they couldn't, they hadn't cracked the, the code for, you know, simple, <laughs> Krang simple just gets maze robots. Withholding, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I guess he's trying to prove that he doesn't need Krang. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Krang pointedly is like why the fuck are you wasting time with this mouser bullshit you should be building my body <laughs> and, <does> do that. <laughs> like he's really impatient with all of oroku saki's plans yeah sure uh so i don't know i think some of this is definitely like you said like i don't need krang i don't need his shit i can be evil all on my own yeah it reveals a little more about shredder's character <laughs> that he is like a tireless science nerd <laughs> we we stray further like and further fan. from like he's the... just a fan yeah. <laughs> yeah shredder is less of a ninja every episode oh yeah yeah he is now a creepy technological mastermind with a mobile death star with a portal to another dimension and a freaky brain man yeah it does seem like the implication is for all, all the things that krang can provide which is a little unclear on what was because of krang but i i would guess that if if he relies on Splinter to build his body, then he is not Shredder. at least not a master of robotics the way Spl- the way Shredder is. You know what I would call Shredder? Yeah. Weekend Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll show up every once in a while for some arm base. Come to your baseball game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think I think the main problem is just that krang is 100 percent alone with no opposable digits or limbs yeah like like he doesn't have telekinesis he just knows a lot of shit about future tech right so he's completely dependent on shredder for everything and needs shredder to use his arms and stuff to build this robot for him yeah i don't won't. see why shredder wouldn't like accost him a lot more like wouldn't just like threaten him with with horrible violence because you know, Krang is is a little is a little doughy baby. <laughs> He's a helpless little flesh flesh pocket. I mean, all you got to do is poke him in the right spot, and he loses his, his ability yeah. to speak English. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he's just an an open brain. Right. <laughs> I mean, he eventually makes the body. Shredder eventually makes the body just because he's tired of dealing with. <laughs> yeah. God wears him nagging. down. And that's sort of the the big reveal of the last episode. Uh, I loved Krang's body. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I knew it be because of you know having seen him in other iterations. Uh, but it's particularly goofy in the it, out the gate, uh-huh. and that I didn't, I was not ready for it. It can grow and it can grow and uh, shrink, and <laughs> also has a really really funny little sequence where he grows wings, yes. where his arms turn into wings, and he flies <laughs> off like an airplane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's talk about episode three. Um, so Shredder sets up shop in a spooky house. Yes, there's like a, a spooky abandoned mansion that he just sort of parks the car underneath in the sewer and then shoots a little elevator tentacle up into the spooky house, and which like... is awesome, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it saves a lot of the logistical. Uh, headaches of trying to surface the the technodrome, the, the technodrome every time mm-hmm. yeah. and to the fact that he can just sort of p- 
pop himself up like a little seed pod at the <laughs> just at the surface. St- stab an elevator through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> little DIY elevator is do, is a cool look. Yeah, I do kind of worry that the more he moves the Technodrome around underneath, like what I assume to be Manhattan, that parts of it are just going to collapse, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's fully just destroying the foundation of it, the Just from these city. five episodes, like, <laughs> the whole underground yeah. of the city is fucked. Well, and, and not to backpedal all the way back to the first episode too many times more, but um, one funny thing with the Technodrome, like as we're talking about Technodrome bits, was at the very beginning when the turtles are looking for him, and he's on the loudspeaker says... Um, don't let them discover my technodrome. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, we should go look for a technodrome. He's like, yeah. oh, fuck. And it's not exactly a stealth bomber either. No. No. <laughs> Don't listen to my messages. <laughs> Those were for my goons. Plug your ears. <clears throat> yeah, he had it on speakerphone by accident. <laughs> yeah. But it's so easy to push the wrong button on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> when did they start making the buttons so small? <laughs> uh, should we talk? Let's talk about Baxter Stockman for a yeah. second. He's uh, he's a creepy little a, science boy. He's a pretty boilerplate dark nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a way to put it. <laughs> he's like, got this rat in a maze scenario. Yeah, and he, uh, he's not even he's not like, even evil inherently he just doesn't like rats for some reason yeah he loves killing rats and he wants to get paid for his inventions and And this was one of the times too that there's a fun attention to detail where he's like the guy he's selling this to is like i don't want to kill all rats i want to kill a lot of rats yeah this this (laughs) this invention does me no good yeah yeah you gotta put me out of business Yeah, I mean, yeah, the thing about, like, the the trope of that, like, dark nerd, the way you put it, of of being a, a shadow nerd with no, <laughs> like, no moral qualms, the, like, the ethics are not part of the design, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, naturally it's going to get... Like a Melvin after one bad day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to use the Sailor Moon parlance, like... <laughs> You're just a bad day away from being me. <laughs> uh, but Shredder somehow has another one of his uh, in improbable cameras listening in on this conversation of him trying to make this sale of his mouser machines and shows up really fast as the guy gets kicked out and is like, I'll buy all your shit. I'm going to make a ton of them. We're going to have a great time. And, uh, and I don't know how you're not immediately freaked out by a man dressed like Shredder wanting uh-huh. to do business with you. He's got spikes everywhere. Yeah, he's not. I don't know any sort he's of medical or scientific. <laughs> I don't know any like scientific journals or foundations that offer grants that come from come from people like Shredder. <laughs> sort of omens give me spikes beyond spikes. <laughs> That you're doing, Rory. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was going for. <laughs> oh, I liked it. Uh, I also really like that his idea of like 
Okay, we're going to make a shit ton of mousers. I need you to build a computer doohickey that controls all of them at once. Bebop, Rocksteady, <laughs> bring him like 50 circuit boards. Clearly, that's what he needs. He just needs a lot of circuit boards to circuit make this. Boards. Here you yeah. go. Just dumps them at his feet and says goodbye. Uh, so that's sort of our, uh, I don't know. It's not really our A plot. That's kind of our B plot, right? Our villain, our villain plot mm-hmm. is that is that Baxter is trying to build this master control situation for the legion of mousers that Shredder is uh, incredibly quickly mass producing. Mm-hmm. With his name stamped on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Which could have been an act of defiance or oversight or... Or you part know. of the deal was like, yeah, I'll do this, but I want my name on him. Right. Like, I'm not giving up, like, branding branding rights for <laughs> yeah. these incredible robots. Or I, I I read it as Shredder uh, putting the blame on Baxter for if for any reason. Like, he, he, he keeps his name out of it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't seem like he was expecting it to come back. Like he was That's expecting true. them to, to kill Shredder to kill Splinter. Yeah. Yeah. I think that what happened is that Shredder put the mouser into his machine and it like scanned the whole mouser and was like ready to duplicate. And the mouser yeah. already had the tag on the foot. And so the machine just auto duplicates the tag on the foot that says Baxter right. and Shredder just doesn't notice. Yeah. Like he just doesn't yeah, bother makes, to yeah. pay attention. That little, makes sense. He's a little head cannon. That's what I'm going to believe. But so they make 12, they get 12 done, and Shredder just, <laughs> he's so patient. <laughs> he's like, I can't wait. And he sends them after Splinter. You can't even, like, give a gun to one of them. <laughs> or a saw blade or something, yeah. just a little more effective. Because these, or make them a little bigger. Well, I don't Those know. things they, are they so can, small. They, can, they eat an entire apartment building. I yeah. guess. They uh just to describe them for our viewer if they haven't paid attention or seen this before they uh our viewer we just have the one sorry uh, <laughs> and we're, they're viewing it they're not listeners they, just, they stare very no, intently at the like <laughs> for, for Kyle he looks at all of our sound waves <laughs> yeah you can uh, see my sound waves oh no don't look at me uh, the the mousers kind of look like little white robot velociraptors with no arms. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're like a foot tall. It's like a bird skull. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a bird face. too. You're right. They, they've like got a, a they've got a Cylon style single eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're and they're ready to to get 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 shit done. And they're they're chomps. They're yes. chomping at the bit, if you will. Uh, so Splinter's still fucked up from their uh, the events of last episode, and he's chilling at home. And uh, April is there with him, but she leaves. And as soon as she leaves is when the mousers decide to show up. And they just, yeah, like they're, they're straight up chewing through walls. It's uh, kind of fun that she she's sort of exasperated by the turtles, but loves hanging out with Splinter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says she hasn't been home since like the events of the first episode. So mm-hmm. I can right. understand. And, and yeah, but then and later jumpsuits when they, when they... get real stanky real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh so okay, so they have the twelve, and of course that does nothing. Right. Right? So they uh the turtles they, come in at the last second. Yeah. Smash and, them up. And then uh 
they they do this amazing thing, which leads to many wacky little circumstances where they're like, you know what we need is to just go to April's house. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. And it's so good. Oh, because they need her journalistic prowess is what it is, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they can't Google anything. Uh, I mean, I guess she can. They need to, like, she's able to computer, get a computer printout of yeah. Baxter, Baxter Stockman with like, whatever version of, like a, of... A, a, a plot, uh, you know, reasoning, because there is no Google. Computers right. can't really do what she was doing computers right. with. Right. What's the 1987 version of Hotbot or Lycos? <laughs> uh, she's got 50 floppy disks in a drawer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, okay, or f- so, five and a half inch floppies. So the so the boys they they go to April's apartment. She's just gotten out of the shower. She's like, oh, finally! And then she's really mad when they get in there. And yeah, the rude but, boys come crashing in. But, <laughs> but I need to turn the mirror back on April for a second because for two episodes she has been so perturbed and and just uh, heated over these boys being obsessed on pizza and she's like oh don't you guys think about anything else and this girl has (laughs) a full-size fridge (laughs) and i counted them it has nothing but 34 frozen pizzas in there and then like a couple of things that look like cheese wedges in the door so she is 100 percent deflecting and projecting her own issues on the yeah. on our pizza turtles. I also like it when people have like really specific, really quirky flaws. Yeah. Like in this so in this one, April has like a bad taste in art. Like that's kind of the gag is she thinks yeah. that she, she has, has a painting of a toaster. toaster. <laughs> that's such a good bit though, because like Raphael walks up to the, her painting of a toaster and pu- picks it up and is like, where do you plug this thing in? Yeah. And I really enjoy it because not only is it's like a double gag at the exact same time mm-hmm. because first off you're like Raphael that's just a painting of a toaster and then you wait for a second and you're like a painting of a toaster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this apartment <laughs> I think this this episode had probably the best jokes that actually made me laugh that one was one um, there's a nice sight gag uh, where is it Michelangelo gets into the bubble bath oh it's uh, it's Raphael oh it's it is Raphael again. Yeah, Michelangelo's eating the frozen pizzas. Whole. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he burns the pizza. Um, Raphael says, "Oh, a capful. That that's pretty good." And he grabs a cap, like a baseball cap, off of the <laughs> hanger and then fills a capful of bubble bath, um, and then Classic. causes and then causes another flood. Donatello is mystified by her phone and is just pressing buttons. Yeah. And Leonardo is throwing things at her toaster painting, playing target practice. Mm-hmm. And she comes out, and the amount of property damage that happens in no time is staggering. It's alarming. So much water coming out of her bathtub, and like things burning in her kitchen, and uh, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that was bad, right? I mean, I thought, like, man, she's going to be so... That's going to take a long time to fix. But later in the episode, her entire apartment building is destroyed. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't, there's no mention of how that totally wrecks her life or anything. Like she loses everything she owns. Mm-hmm. 
There's yeah, no I mention guess she's of that got ever a really again. good policy right now. Well, again, she's been 80s. stocking up on pizzas. She doesn't get a single one of them back. <laughs> <laughs> Those were my emergency pizzas. Yeah. They also have a line where they, I can't remember who says it to who, but it was like, well, you know, women. Yeah. Yeah. That was and then, another one that made me and laugh. And then the response is, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, she, this is literally the first one we've ever met. Yeah, it's when they get kicked out of her apartment, and they're like, do you think April's still mad? And Donatello is like, well, you know women. No. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. It's it was really kind of good. like a good way to, like kind of the only way to pull out of that nosedive of a line, you know, yeah. of like, well, you know women, like, yeah. uh, where is this going? Oh, it's, it's where is this going? The best subversion of a cliche in all five episodes. I yeah. agree. Oh, I still like the sarcasm line. I had a really hearty chuckle at that. It was good. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the context for that, they have uh they have the doctor all tied up. They find him. And uh instead of threatening physical violence. I mean he is. Know, yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean he Ra- is. But Ra- he's Ra- not verbally. He points he's... his eye at Baxter's and says, I might have to get sarcastic. <laughs> But I love, you know, if the physical violence wasn't, you know, theoretically being presented there, the idea of introducing sarcasm as sort of a a rogue agent, you know, as a as a terrible thing to witness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's a like a parent's worst gag. nightmare. Um, <laughs> you know, like oh no, they're going to introduce sarcasm to our children. My children is gonna <laughs> my my child's gonna be so rude after watching this show. Look, there was a time when my dad didn't want me to keep reading Garfield because he thought he was making me sarcastic. I don't know, but you keep reading that Garfield. <laughs> getting so sarcastic. Oh, no. You didn't Larry. use eight Mondays. <laughs> What's become of my sweet boy? <laughs> Uh, he just sleeps and our in poor lasagna. neighbor John never gets the end of your caterwauling. <laughs> no, Austin, we can't have lasagna again. <laughs> it's like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> it done ruined me. Um, oh, there's God. a sort of plotty reason um, to get back my to episode my boy. why Michelangelo has to go into the spooky house alone. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't really get it, but he does. He 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 goes one man army style into the place to try to get the remote control from Shredder. Uh, but instead of finding Shredder, well, he does meet Shredder, I guess, and he gets captured. Yeah, immediately. Um, yeah, right away. Yeah. Uh, he sees the worst turtle. Michelangelo was the worst choice for a stealth mission. <laughs> yeah, um, but he gets uh, he he has his chance encounter with Krang and. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is where it became clear that Krang and Shredder are not just a bickering couple. They have, like, divergent goals and are willing to work against each other to achieve them. Yeah, yeah. it's a little Machiavellian moment here. No? Yes. Oh, I agree. I was just <laughs> no, trying to let okay. somebody else talk, but nobody, nobody else came in. <laughs> I thought one of you was going to carry that thought forward. <laughs> yeah, just that Krang, like, literally, well, it's, he can't build himself a body, but he can at least untie knots. And he unties Michelangelo right. to get him to get him to yeah. 
Yeah, because it's been made clear that Krang is uh, is willing to watch Shredder fail enough so that he gets pissed enough at his own failure that he's just going to make Krang's body for him. So right. he's sort of sabotaging the effort so that he speeds that up. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it also kind of introduces an interesting uh, prospect for future interactions with Krang and Shredder and, and not really being sure how Krang is going to react in any situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Crane doesn't really care about Earth, and, and he is a right. potential ally to the Turtles. Right. And then also, a little bit earlier this, but we have a, uh, we have Shredder's first pop culture reference, which <laughs> is, he says, it feels so good to be so bad, yes. which is a reference to the song, it feels so good to be loved so bad, by the Manhattans, who sang <laughs> Shining Star, <laughs> Uh, and that song, the "It Feels So Good to Be Loved So Bad," came out in 1977. Hmm. Okay. Keep it rolling with those. And I yeah. think Shredder gets one more in the last in the last episode. He gets another. Oh, um, I'll I'll find it later though. But. Well, I guess that I guess that would shatter our uh, our theory that it's just uh, Rob Paulson going off on a going off on his old guy rocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah these I are assume. These are so shared rooms. Our writer, yeah. <laughs> our writer Dave here is is just a fan of like sixties and seventies pop culture. Pop pop <laughs> culture, yeah. No, that's fine to me. That's fun. I I I don't I don't like giving credit to Rob Paulson if I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Rory's well documented frustrations with Rob Paulson. Yeah. They've had many <laughs> run-ins over the years. Uh, Rory was the 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 first choice to play Yakko Warner, but uh, <laughs> was passed up due to a clerical error and of, of, Ror- of Rory being <laughs> three years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a there's a couple of things I wanted to mention about this episode before we uh, get to the end. Uh, yeah, because I the- really want to get to episode four. Yes, me too. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But there's uh there are two. I just need to point out all the wonderful toyetic vehicle moments. Uh, so when Baxter Stockman like leaves and finishes his job, Shredder sends the foot after him to like go kill him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he can't get away. And he tells them to get in the turtle seeking cycle. Yeah, the tur- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Use the turtle seeking cycle. And it's this like tricycle robot car thing. I don't know. Uh, I definitely I didn't have that one, but I saw it. I know they sold it, and then mm-hmm. they steal Baxter's van. Yeah, they and straight of course, up just commandeer and thieve it. <laughs> yeah, and and of course in the following episode, this is what uh, this this van gets turned into the party wagon by Donatello. But isn't uh, that so much fun that it's just a van for a whole episode? Yeah. Yes, it is fun. I totally love that. Uh, and I. I had so many of these toys. I had the van. I had the Technodrome. I had that blimp. Uh, I had like play sets and all sorts of shit. It was it was out of control. I loved I loved those fu- fucking action figures. They the, looked the, the good. van was baller. I they was made them super look jealous of people who had the turtle van. Mm-hmm. I, I never got the turtle. Van. I remember seeing it. It's, it's pretty big, right? Yeah, yeah bigger than you yeah. expect. Well, because all of the the four turtle action figures were all. Oh, that's you know, right. Yeah, those five, five inches. Yeah, like five inches, uh, and they all had to fit into the turtle van, so they had to make it pretty big. Right, as as the Homestar Runner gag was, get to the action figure storage vehicle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so are we ready I, to I rock just... into rock and roll episode four? Yeah, yeah, do, yeah I think so. Four. 
Yeah. Let's get okay. the, the title of that episode, please. Let's get the yeah, title of that. Yeah, Hot Rodding Teenagers from Dimension X. Aw, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this is a fun, like, you know, we've talked about shows that kind of pre-Simpsons Poochie have introduced our Poochie. Right. And this is the most glaring, of, um, I would say, intentional use of the, of the Poochies, of these rude dude teens who come... You know, because we've already got redo teens, so they have right. to come in pretty hot. <laughs> they've got to be, yeah, they've got to be extra rude and extra teen. <laughs> this was so my the strongest memory. So the take over what's left of Baxter Stockman's equipment to help them track Shredder at the and the Technodrome and create the Turtle Van. Shredder yeah. opens a portal to Dimension X, which he mentions at the very end of Episode Three. He has a reunion with Krang and is like. I got We got to get this portal open. I, I don't know. These these mouses are not how I'm going to get my business done, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in hopes to obtain new weapons. Instead, the neutrinos, three <laughs> teenage hot rodders and two of Krang's militant stone warriors. General <laughs> ro- Trag, rock cops. Yeah, his rock yeah. cops. General Trag <laughs> and one soldier come through. Yeah. An unnamed rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the I Rock a, Boys are pretty funny too. Yeah, yeah, I had a general Trag action figure. I liked yeah. him. Wow. And uh, from the end of the last episode, which uh, culminates in a little Technodrome showdown, and then into this one, we get all of the bad guys, one, get baited very easily into shooting up their own Technodrome. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to say, and don't the, care um, who knows it. The one extra soldier is named in the actual IMDb uh, credits. Oh. Lieutenant Granitor. <laughs> <laughs> Granitor. That's a really good name. I like it. No, this episode was the one that I remembered the most when we watched it. Uh, yeah. My friend Aaron and I actually used to joke about this episode in, in college, uh, specifically because we thought the line where they were like, yeah, they're cool. And the guy, the like rude dude goes like, oh, we're, we're not cool. We're frozen. And like, <laughs> we remembered that line so vividly and how dumb it is. And yeah, watching this again was such a treat for me. So, so good. Krang hates the neutrinos because they, yeah. they are against everything he stands for. So they, they hate war and love party it's, and in good times. It's footloose yeah. rules, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they open up the portal and accidentally let these spunky cool cats in, fo- followed by these rock cops. And we know that those those spunky cool cats were ready to go. Oh, yeah. You know, like, they were just, like, ready to rip out of town as soon as that thing opened. Yeah, with them and, and all of their, their 50s uh, greaser terms that they, they use. And incredible hair. And such <laughs> oh, yeah. good hair. They call people daddy-o. They say cat. It's it's out they of control. People squares and also cubes. The cube was so <laughs> yeah. funny. That's great. <laughs> it just raises more questions about the nature of Dimension X, because all everything we see is like this horrifying hellscape of like constant war. But also, there's like super sick hot rods and these teens. Yeah, like <laughs> like it's a very unclear world that they live yeah. in. They, yeah, they, if they, they have they the space to be ju- hot rodding teenagers. Yeah, where they and they can dine on gyro burgers. <laughs> they can play asteroid pinball. The two coolest things that they have back in Dimension X. Gas yeah. up their car and yeah, because D- Dimension X is just a fifties diner. Yeah, that's at yeah, war with, with even more fascism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I assume. Yeah. Uh, 
so the the Donatello is kind of locked away for most of this entire episode because they do the strange plot where Baxter's tools and all of his other shit are like on the fourth floor of some building and they push the van all the way up the stairs so that the van's inside of the workspace. Yeah. And then he works on the van all day. Uh, so Donatello is doing to, yeah, that. Yeah, take it back down. Yeah. <laughs> it's an inelegant solution and I kind of love it. I yeah. super love it. The only reason it's so preposterous to me is because you see it flying in the opening theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes yeah god damn it uh i think i think that i i i don't normally get super freaked out about this kind of detail and i'm not freaked out but the there's no staircase wide enough for a car no in any building certainly not like a news van no yeah. like that's just not a thing <laughs> and like the clearance to turn it around <laughs> i don't know it just imagine every time that you've tried to move a couch into an apartment and then it, <laughs> think I about a car agree. because it just feels <laughs> it feels harder than just putting wings on the thing and flying it out yes like that feels like you know especially with an episode with flying cars i guess maybe that's why they couldn't maybe because they had to make the flying convertibles cool yeah sure yeah i mean that kind of yeah that's other people cheap have, other people the... flying cars and that kind of stuffs their coolness Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Don manages to do an absurd amount of customization on that vehicle. Yeah, yeah Donnie, like Donnie is hours. getting to work. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's like fully branded. It's got some sort of logo that says turtles on the front. There's a turtle shell <laughs> on the car. It's got lasers. There's like a a, a, a it's trampoline. Got a, it's that, got a turtle spring. Yeah, that like launches the turtles up. It's it's uh it is a so, playset by the time he's the done. Couple, oh, the yeah. couple fun bits I like is it's not the logo for the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which I think would be an obvious thing to do. Maybe the toy man has still done it, but not in the show. It just says turtles across the hood. And uh, also um they don't know how to drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they only have their learner's permits. They're teenagers. Yeah, so only April drives it, and there's some pretty hammy animating for it, but it's it's a still a fun piece of detail that she has to drive. But yeah, the turtles don't know that the, the Hot Rod kids are um, not bad. Right. And so but they... I just, just to finish that, she, she steers the car like... Uh, like Maggie does in the like, opening for The Simpsons. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just really hard, like right angle turns, like womp yeah. womp womp, with the with the with the wheel. Right. Um, yeah. So the turtles think the neutrinos are up to no good, which this is kind of true. Right. Yeah. And they they get them to they get them to uh, kind of crash land their their cars. Yeah, Raphael's, they throw down yeah. in a in a pretty fun little flying uh, yeah. flying fight scene. Raphael tells Donatello to book him, Dono, which is uh, yeah. Hawaii, Hawaii Five O, nineteen sixty eight to nineteen eighty. Book him, <laughs> book him. In Hawaii Five O, they he says he book him, Dano. Dano, and uh, Raphael okay, okay. says book him, Dono. Um, I thought the fight was pretty funny when uh, not only does the neutrino have the the seat spring in his car. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I believed was it was like a funny thing. It was funny that it happens. Mm-hmm. And then there's an even funny reversal from that where it just like doesn't work. <laughs> and uh, 
the Ninja Turtles have just held on to the spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the fact that the seat spring is just hanging out of the car, like <laughs> still connected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny when when a really funny or when like on a really like tropey cartoon gag is recognized and subverted. Right, they suddenly apply like actual physics to it in the aftermath yeah. of mm-hmm. it. Or some modicum of of actual mm-hmm. physics, I guess, but just yeah. an, at least an attention to to what to your expectations. It doesn't even have to be physical physics based. Right. Just I mean, the fact you... that the the fact that the ejector seat didn't work was funny. Yeah. Right. If yeah. you're if your given circumstance is you you just have to know that a plutonium powered flying hot rod is a thing. Everything else can make sense, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, the the, the the logic the logic of a spring and a you know springs are springs. We get that. Um. Um. Although I guess they also have a turtle spring in their car, which is pretty funny. That's how yeah. they get up to to the match the cars in the first place. Uh, I think they called the turtle launcher. Yeah, the turtle, turtle launcher. Can't. Turtle launcher. Turtle launcher. They uh they quickly realize that. That the the teens are actually pretty cool. Michelangelo sort of they're develops, so cool. They're frozen. They're frozen. <laughs> Michelangelo develops a bit of a crush uh, that's very undeveloped on uh, the I girl. I thought it was Donatello who has the who has the little little romance. I thought that they were implying no, it was Mike, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was okay. Mikey. Mike's the one who keeps uh, staring longingly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they they all go to the arcade and have a good time and. My favorite line in the whole fucking thing is they're talking about how they're persecuted for wanting to have a good time in Dimension X. And she says, just for the crime of being young. (laughs) 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 And it's so good. That's such a good line. I think it's, I mean, that's pretty clearly Tress McNeil, right? I didn't look it up. The girls. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. She she plays her and she plays the, the, the machine gun granny. Yeah, right. In these first episodes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i just love that like no they're just trying to fuck me over for being young who's she i mean you're right that's who it is but i don't know her by name oh she's everywhere she's like the oh voice yeah of dot, the voice of dot warner from animaniacs gotcha. and then she's like most of the simpsons female characters uh grandma from hey arnold and a whole bunch of things she's probably yeah. in most things that are good in some sort of side role She's pretty oh, easy yeah. to recognize once you uh, once you sort of know her voice. Yeah, no kidding. Simpsons for uh, the whole run. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So the the rest of this is kind of mostly action, right? Uh, they th- there's a big showdown because the rock dudes show up uh, trying to get weather them. machine. Yeah, it's a big yeah, weather that's machine. A fu- that's a fun cartoony joke. It is. The, uh, it's Krang's own design to create weather, and it's like something like about showers, something yeah, f- about fair, high winds, and it's then fair with high clouds, mild right. showers, and then total chaos. Total chaos. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, the total chaos <laughs> mode. Yeah, two like fuck off modes, and then just like yeah. the real, the real. This is what buster. we made it for. Yeah. Uh, Although I do like the idea of of using that in Dimension X to like just have a nice picnic, you know, <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah. that they could use it for some very like mild things. Yeah, I just want mild showers today. I want to take a nice little rainy walk. Yeah, yeah it was it's pretty funny that it it was it had those like those little silly options. Also, that it takes like two hours. Like 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not right. a very threatening grenade. It's... <laughs> yeah, they chuck it up into the air, and then it hangs out there while it, like, you know, cloudy with a chance of meatballs itself and and works on it and works on it. Takes the rest of the episode, conveniently enough. Yeah, yeah like... you're initially worried, you know, with, like, all caps, total caps, and like, yes, and then in several hours, it's going to, <laughs> it's going to really pop off. <laughs> Uh, which yeah it it does kind of deflate the stakes but it did also feel like a pretty honest um idea for what a weather machine would need Uh Mm uh-huh sometime (laughs) yeah yeah but that's that's that gives them time to roll the tank out the bad guys fucking foot clan ninja tank yeah foot clan ninja (laughs) tank and the uh the turtles team up with the with the hot rodders because they have guns on their hot rods required by dimension x law (laughs) yeah i i I love the idea that a dimension all about war is like you can't make a car without a weapon on it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's illegal hey hey, you teens better have guns in your car (laughs) better not catch you teens without any guns you you have to buy your car from a registered dealer, and it has to have a gun on it. <laughs> Such is uh, the will of Krang. <laughs> yeah, they learn about Krang here in this moment. Like they finish yeah. the police show up, like the real human police. And yeah, we get, get our, we get our first real glimpse at the uh, the human society that the show is taking place beneath. Mm-hmm. And they also have a tank. Yeah, yeah, they have a couple of tanks. Although they're drawn with about the the attention to detail that a fourth year a four year old would have given a tank, yeah. Compared to the massive like like well highly detailed tank we just saw, it's a really strange stark contrast. These yeah, blocky... they're not trying to sell those as toys, so like why <laughs> fucking waste the time? Oh man, John, I just got the new Teenage Ninja Turtle toy. It's the police from that one episode. Just normal human, normal human it's police made from officer. real polygons. uh but i like there's a weird shot the police are firing guns at these big rock dudes and they talk about their bullets are bouncing off but the guns are firing what looks like green beams i know it's odd i I, I have to imagine similar to when we watched x-men maybe there's some some uh ordinance about bullets in saturday morning cartoons yeah i'm i'm sure there's i mean they're they're a lot of decisions were made because of the sensors in this show, so I would not be surprised about that. Yeah, living in these these weird future worlds full of beams that, <laughs> you know, are a convenient way to get around it, I, I would say, even if it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, th- there's a fun there's a fun little little interaction where the rock guys are about to square off with the cops and they're just like, Oh yeah, these bullets don't affect us and walk off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. There's no danger here. <laughs> uh, they find out about Krang from the, from the hot rodders from the neutrinos. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're like, wait, Michelangelo, didn't you say last episode that you saw a brain? And he's like, Oh, you bet your sweet shell. I did. <laughs> and that's, uh, it just seemed like a really strange response. Like, oh, like, oh, girl, you better know I saw a brain last time. You saw a juicy little brain boy wiggling around. <laughs> like, I, I hella saw a brain. <laughs> oh, and this is the episode we spoke about at the beginning where uh, Craig's rock men see him in his brain form. And yeah. He, oh. 
and he freaks Don't out. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they pretty much wrap it up. Yeah. And April reads the story. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they all go to the Technodrome. The Stone Warriors get all lubed up and shoved back into the yeah, they get covered in silicone lube. Slide them through the portal. Just slip them on through. Yeah. And then the, uh, and then just the lube up the villain. The hot rodders go back too, uh, but they leave they, them one of their cars. Out of yeah. the car. Out of kindness. The Nutritos want to stay, but Donatello tells them that perhaps this is the only time you're going to have a yeah. chance to get home. Yeah, and then... They and go then, back to lead the war against war. Yeah. Uh, I would love to check in with them later. Me too. <laughs> I know we go to Dimension X. The turtles do. Yeah, um, I don't know that we see the neutrinos again. I don't know if we see them meet the neutrinos again. Uh, that would be so great, though. But the the episode, the, the important thing that happens at the end of this episode is that Shredder finally gives in and is like fuck okay i'll make you your body to krang yeah yeah uh which is of course going to be a very large part of this final season one episode that we move on to episode five hit me rory okie dokie it goes as frollos the episode five is called shredded and splintered Shredder creates a retro mutagen gun that can undo any mutation and dares the turtles to come get it. As Donatello tries to create a fuel source for the vehicle that the neutrino is left behind, Splinter and the turtles eventually make their way to the Technodrome just in time to discover Krang in his new body and his fresh new kicks. <laughs> Krang's got those new Jordans and he's ready to be seen. Oh, he wants yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is uh oh god, I love. I mean, we talk about it back when we were watching Dinosaurs. I mean, we talked about this sort of bullshit like the ray that does the plot thing. Mm-hmm. Like, now I just have a gun that can unmutate somebody in a millisecond. Like but the, again, the, the there, main problem a, in the uh, whole show. A higher a higher level of uh I don't know what you could, would you just, a higher level of, of standards, writing, of knowledge of the stakes and of the, um, of the camp. Because not only does uh, Shredder use it as an obvious trap, it's not like on Dinosaurs where it would be used just as a plot device. Right. It's like, I made this thing specifically to, to get you to come to me. Mm-hmm. And then also there's a fun gag with it. Like we get a, we get a. Some believability and some some punchiness when he when he zaps the bat punk. Yeah, and I, I thought mean, that was really funny. I mean, I, what I do like is that it, it it serves dual purpose because at the same time they obviously want it for Splinter exactly. because Splinter is going to turn back into Hamato Yoshi. But mm-hmm. if they get it used on them, they'll just turn into shitty turtles again and maybe never yeah. be able to be cool again. Right, so right. like it's a pretty it's a pretty cool split between like to, this thing we need for one guy will kill the other guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, like and they would they would, you know, lose their entire consciousness, like their entire yeah. free will and everything like that is kind of a horrifying thought to happen to any any one of these four turtles. And by the end they were willing to risk it. Yeah. 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 Uh so the the episode opens and there's a bunch of news story stuff about the spooky turtle men that have been seen around town. And are they terrifying? Yes, they are. We hate <laughs> them. Uh, and they're like, no, nah, that's bullshit. And April's like, 
I'm going to get a news crew together, even if I have to time up and brand them, which is <laughs> super fucking intense, but okay, April. alarming, April. <laughs> and she also, like, bomb threats the office. Yes, she does. Uh, but she's, she's determined to get the truth about them out through her job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, and then they are on their way to go try and, I guess, go get this ray from Shredder, even though they know it's a trap. Yep. But the neutrino car runs out of plutonium fuel. Yeah, it's fresh um, out. Because they ge- need to get another toy vehicle produced. Oh, hell yeah, they do. Yeah. So so Donnie stays behind to produce another merchandisable vehicle while the other three go ahead with Dude, Splinter. That turtle blimp, the, the like version that I owned, mm-hmm. <laughs> was so cool. Like the blimp was a blow up thing and it would like attach to that little piece and you could put turtles on it. And it was pretty big. Oh, dang. It That's was awesome. B-b-b-baller. I don't even know that they make cool toys like that anymore. Like they, they put don't. that much effort. Not really? They just don't. No, they just make an app game where you got to pay them money. <laughs> Microtransaction <laughs> to blow up the blimp. Yeah. You get you ran out of gyms. You got to gotta wait, <laughs> wait another day blow up that blimp again you'll unlock the fourth turtle slot in about 20 days right um can we t- <laughs> i mean we've, we've talked about shredder having like super convenient villain cameras but he straight up just talks to them through the television yeah he, he beams into their <laughs> living room so he knows exactly where they are <laughs> oh i from the from the like kind of like chirping and buzzing that happens on the television i thought maybe he hacked the regular broadcasts it wasn't just to their house i suppose that's possible it's possible usually they do a thing where they show like every television in the city like every like a tv store has every you know image Mm -hmm. of him but i guess he just has a thing he just can get on the tv (laughs) (laughs) oh and then we had a we have a nice uh showdown with rocksteady and bebop Mm -hmm. in the streets that actually, I really enjoyed that fight. It's a good fight. Is that and the fight where they they throw some raw sewage in there? Uh, that's later. Just for good measure. Oh, yeah, that's okay. later. This that's one is, and this the is one... their first their first time they clash since Bebop and Rocksteady kind of became mutants, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this Pretty is much. the one that ends with them encased in concrete. Yeah. Uh, or mm-hmm. cement or whatever it is. Yeah. But they but like Rory, you were talking about you know the movement of the turtles uh, before, and this is one like where. Like, for example, um, the two of the turtles, they throw uh, sewer covers at them. And then when they're getting ready to dodge those, the turtles come in and drop kick them. So, like, there's actually, like, forethought of the combat. Yeah, happening. it's cool. Uh, well, not the last time that a manhole cover will be used <laughs> as a defense, oh, yeah. as a combat weapon in the Ninja Turtles greater, greater no. mythos. There's a, a wonderful shot that they like to reuse, uh, and I can see why, because it's really funny. Uh, Rocksteady has, like, a submachine gun, and he opens fire with it, and he just sort of sprays it back and forth, and his eyes are closed, and his head is tilted back. Like, he's just <laughs> super enjoying everything, but, like, not even looking where he's firing. It's a it's a really good thing. I remember that they used it several times, and they may have animated it into one of the games, because it's so fucking funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rocksteady is clearly the one with the most personality. It's the one voiced by Cam Clark. The other one, Bebop, doesn't get him uh, a lot to do. They don't let him talk very much in these first episodes. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's a really fun fight scene. Lots of little set pieces out in the middle of the street. It's like a construction site, but also a completely empty city block. <laughs> and it is the daytime this time. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Look, people just had the day off. It was a special day. <laughs> yeah. St. Saint, Turtles Saint Day. They just <laughs> got to go home. Everybody go home, New York. New York, just go home. Just hang out. Don't be here. Got some turtles Don't to be fight. Here. Tur- turtles got to fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, and today the uh, you know this highway is going to be closed, and we would avoid this street. There will be a turtle brawl. Uh, <laughs> take this detour. Have a good day. Um, let's talk about Krang's body. Love it. Love My it. new body. <laughs> That, I'd take any time Krang to put that so thing together. Much, either. I, mean, I think it's been stated uh, yeah. up and down the streets, but he is. Oh my god! There's a there's a scene where uh, and he's, he's still on his tripod, and uh, even though he seems to be able to like kind of control it with his mind, uh, when he wants to go faster, he's got to kind of paddle it with his little yes. with his little tentacles. Yes, yes yeah. he does. <laughs> it's so fucking great. My favorite thing about Krang's body. Is how is when it works. <laughs> is Such when it works. Sentence. Is when it works independently and sort of makes these mm-hmm. wide-eyed, gaping, like vocalizations. Yes. Or just he's, like he's, he's, he's a he's a he's a sleepy sloth man. <laughs> to be clear, we're talking about the this like exo body, this giant yeah. giant humanoid body, and while Krang is talking. Normally, the body is also moving its mouth. <laughs> Just going, yeah, I think it's, it's retconned a little bit when <laughs> um, when there are other krangs. What are the what are the species called? The utrams. The utrams yeah. aren't their bodies also alive? Aren't they actual like bio bio organisms? I don't remember in the show. I know in the comics they're robots. Uh, oh, okay, but in the show I don't remember. It's been too long. Because yeah, I I thought that they had some sort of like basic basic uh low low functioning brains right even when when they're when they're unpiloted i just love the idea it's like <laughs> it's just some body that they made and crank's controlling it but he's there's like a passenger mind in there going what yeah. oh yeah. i am becoming <laughs> oh, distracted oh, by oh, things oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and crank puts and crank puts a, a a chip with a gem in it into the body so that he can make it uh, turn his hands into weapons or communicators or also grow into giant. It's a very powerful chip. It yes. is. Uh, it's stupidly powerful. I'm glad they destroy <laughs> it in this episode. Uh, but yeah, when they, I mean, I guess, I guess we missed Shredder's little, another reference moment that he does yeah, when, he, when he turns the body on. moment. Yeah, is it, and it's visually very obviously Frankenstein. Is there a call to attention to it? Oh yeah, it's like it's alive. Yeah, he says it's it's alive. It's alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, then oh, we get the all, fight with also, the sewage. Also, though, when he does this, so at the beginning of the episode, Shredder taunts the turtles and baits them, uh-huh. and then. As he's putting Krang into the new body, Krang is kind of discombobulated, so he's not ready. And that's when the turtles show up, and Shredder's like, oh no, it's too soon. 
<laughs> why why are they here already? Foot soldiers go out and stall. But like <laughs> he could have just waited to taunt them. <laughs> like Sh- Shredder is not he's supposed to be very clever, but <laughs> there's no evidence in the show. No, 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 clearly not. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so then the turtles show up to Technodrome, they fight a bunch of things, but we cut away to that moment that we mentioned earlier with April trying to convince her boss to let her cover this story. Mm-hmm. God, it is so scary. She she pulls <laughs> out the turtle communicator device that they were given, and she's like, this, uh, it's a, uh, a death ray. And she basically threatens his life unless she gets a news crew. Like, what the yep. fuck, April O'Neil? <laughs> That's not how you hang on to a job. No. I don't understand how she still has the job after this season. He's like, oh, the things I have to do to get a story. Like, that's not the thing you should do to get a story. <laughs> I wanted to say really quick that, um, you know, what I mentioned earlier about how one thing that is sort of lingering from the 80s is um, the idea. They hadn't quite figured out we want to see cool villains, too. Like, every villain in 80s American cartoons, basic, uh, even the animes, too, that we've seen. They're all pretty un- unthreatening. Um, they sit in front of the television mm-hmm. with their impossible cameras, and they <laughs> they bang on the chair a lot. And, and they say, really oh, shoot. And yeah. sometimes a silly villain is great. Like, uh, there's there's no doubt that Krang is, is, a, is a precious gem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But sometimes we also want to see Shredder just, like, take somebody to task, you know? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Want to see him turn into actually... Super Shredder. And, and later, later he becomes very, very much scary. Yes. Yeah. But he's been, he's been kind of a goomba this whole season, this whole first season. Yeah, because Splinter kicks his butt straight up in this episode. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, there's also a reference to the Wrath of Khan. Oh, yeah. Yes, there is. Hey, get ready for the Wrath of Krang. Did we see <laughs> that? Did we see that movie? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> It's also interesting that uh, uh, the writer, David Wise, uh, according to his IMDb page, he wrote an episode of the Star Trek original animated series back in like 1977. Uh, Ugh, that terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. l- let's never watch that show, shall we? <laughs> on, on, this, I'd never on this say, podcast? Let's never say never. <laughs> maybe, maybe do it later. Maybe. I know it's supposed to be bad, but I don't hold much of the of the Star Wars or the Star Trek canon uh, in such high regards that I think that the cartoon is such a such a step beneath them. No, okay, <laughs> all right, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just say I was gonna move on. So Krang's yeah. body is giant, and they're fighting against him. And he has Donnie, a, a, a what's it called a molecular molecular reorganizer or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but that can make uh, him grow and shrink. Yeah, Donnie and Leonardo jump off of the blimp, which they've brought in, and go into the body to punch out the now giant microchip. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a cool sequence. It yeah. is. It's that flashes of Ant Man. Yeah, and uh, and they. Well, I think you could say Ant Man has flashes of Ninja Turtles. No, no, no. Time no. is not. Time isn't. Linear, <laughs> time is not right? linear. <laughs> well, I don't know when Ant Man in the comics started. 
<laughs> either. I thought he was a newer. I thought he was a newer dude, but maybe I'm wrong. But no, nah. no. Nah, Hank Pym, I think, has been around for a while. Uh, so uh, what I liked about that is that they bust up that microchip and then it starts shrinking, and they're immediately like, "Oh, oh, we really shouldn't be in here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Oh, it's no. kind of like um, <laughs> during Clerks, the animated series, there's a great bit where two people get inside a like a transformer, um, but it's like a car. Like they get into it as a car, but then it transforms into the robot. But while there are people still sitting in it and you just see blood like squirt out from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just a really good little bit in that. Um, but that's that's what it would do to them because they're full size boys and Krang is, you know, about the size of them when he's shrunk down. So, yeah, uh, wouldn't be great. But so Krang gets shrunk and so he calls for Shredder to help him. Uh, and Shredder comes with the uh, what's it called? The anti no, the re. The retro mutagen ray generator. Mm-hmm. There you Good go. Good notes. Good notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they good have notes. <laughs> they have a the little baby showdown. Took good notes. Oh, goo, 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 goo. oh, you're you're he's growing so Quit fast. Quit kissing our toes. It's because I love you all so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, wet feet. I want to be good like for you. It. How does that taste? Uh, I don't ever want to ask you Different that question again. Different for each of you. Who's <laughs> got the tastiest sense. toes? <laughs> Whose toes do you suck on the most? Mm, I don't want to say. <laughs> oh. oh God! For the for the for Christ's sake, we'll finish this one out. Uh, they they have a little showdown. Uh, Splinter Splinter was trapped for a second, but then he shows up like it was no big deal. It doesn't really matter. And they uh, Splinter manages to bust the gun right before he fires it at the turtles. Yeah. Well, the classic trope of when you're firing a gun, if it gets hit, it will explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, <laughs> and that's yeah, what that happens. checks out. Oh, but I guess right before that, the the threat Shredder is like, they're like, oh, no, we're going to get turned into shitty normal turtles. And then Shredder's like, that's not all, man. Yeah. I'm going to have turtle soup tonight. Yeah. Like that's some next level villainy shit right there. Like nice. you're going to eat you. Eat your nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked. It's really fucked up. Uh but then uh but then yeah, Rory's favorite part. Uh yeah. they realize they, the the gun breaks and then they both freak out and Krang's body yeah. turns into a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Krang Krang calls Shredder for help. Because he can't get away alone. And then Shredder comes and does nothing. And then Krang rescues Shredder <laughs> by <laughs> turning into a plane, which he could have done to begin with. But I digress. <laughs> and Look, sometimes you just got to be a plane, you know? Yeah. yeah. In what I think is the quickest sequence of events I've seen in a show in a long time, uh, they all go back to the Technodrome. They're trying to open the portal. Donatello hacks the portal and flips the direction of the portal, and then the Technodrome and everyone in it, except for the turtles who get out, all get sucked into Dimension X, and the portal, like, zoops and disappears. Yeah. It happens in about 30 seconds of television. (laughs) Yeah, I think I missed it. super fucking quick. But they wrap it all up nicely because they're like, I don't know, maybe this won't get picked up for a real season. (laughs) It's super quick, but it's not confusing. No. 
um, they do it with pretty clearly. Like it's not it, a mess. It felt like a pretty good a pretty good mix of non conclusive, but also. You know, um, if this had been the only thing that we ever got from the Ninja Turtles, that could have been okay. Like, it wasn't, uh, didn't feel interrupted. No. Mm-hmm. No, and they sort of, they sort of got to, to think like they'd won, right? Like, we get to end the series, end the season on a, on a pretty solid victory where everyone we, who's been a pain on our side is now trapped in another dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll probably come back at some point, but for now, we can just hang out and eat pizza and watch television. <laughs> and Raphael gets the last pop culture reference of I Second That Emotion by Smokey Robinson, 1969. This has been really helpful, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> A good, like, 90% of those went over my head. Yeah, no problem. Uh, they, there's a really good shot when they get stuck in Dimension X and they realize what's happened and Krang is like, oh, well, I mean, this wasn't what I wanted, but Craig I'm okay, too. This is fine. I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> and Shredder is the like whiniest little kid. And he says, but I don't want to conquer this place. I want to <laughs> conquer Earth. <laughs> We've it's, all been there, right? <laughs> uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. And, and then I just imagine Uncle Phil sing, saying that in the booth. And I <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, right, and then April gets to do a, a nice uh, news story about the turtles, uh, mm-hmm. and you know they sort of end up on a Batman status quo where half the town hates them and half the town likes them, and then we uh, then we go to the credits, and that's the end of season one. Yeah. Yeah, Woo-hoo! it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. We did it. We yeah. made it through all five. Yes, we did. That was a that's a, a bigger a bigger uh chunk than we've ever uh attempted in sort of one continuous go for Saturday morning yeah. Tuesdays. Yeah. Right? I think so. I forget what Christmas and Halloween clocked in at, but we didn't certainly talk about them at, at this great length at this afterwards. Yeah, we had more individual things, but they certainly didn't add up to as much runtime. Yeah, yeah, like the Super Mario World show was about 11 <laughs> minutes long, thankfully. <laughs> so we only had to deal with Cave Christmas for, you know, a short amount of time. But uh, speaking of our other specials, there's another fun piece of information that I, I didn't bring up earlier. Uh, the the guy who voices Splinter, Peter Renaday, uh, also is Master Blaster from Kid Video. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, which is a great special that we did with Nathan Cox, which uh, anyone who's listening and hasn't checked that out should definitely listen to. That's a very good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kid Video was absolutely terrible and also amazing. So, <laughs> you know, it's a perfect combo of things we like. Uh, how do we feel about this show? It was, I mean, I love going back. Uh, and I know, I know, I think we probably all feel that way, but. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't speak too eloquently to whether or not I have ever seen these exact episodes before. You know, it's just, right. it, I have, yeah. but Same. I don't think I did. And, and I thoroughly enjoyed it from, especially the beginning where, um, you know, th- th- as a, as a contiguous unit, as this uh, piece of uh, material, um, it feels like it wraps up really well really funny it's really entertaining 
Yeah, um, it's such a breath of fresh air to get some serialized content in 1987 American it, television. It is it yeah. is not hard to see why Turtle Mania took off. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like when Pokemon when Pokemania happens, I feel like a, a lot of adults had no idea what was happening. Yes. <laughs> 100%. They were caught with yeah. their pants down. This this mm-hmm. one I understand how it became the the juggernaut that it did. Well, and yeah. my mom has a, a a pretty soft spot for the turtles because she watched it, of course, when my brother and I were watching it when we were kids. And like when I said we were going to do a special on it, she was like, oh, that's fun. I might listen to that one and I might go back and watch some of those on the VHS because I because she like <laughs> she like she still has them. Yeah. I mean, she has some buried in a box somewhere. But like, yeah, you know, she has fond memories of watching this with my brother, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like because it was enjoyable on many levels. Right. And she wasn't as keen on the comics that he owned because they're pretty, you know, they're kind of bloody and they swear a little more uh, and yeah. they're, they're less overtly funny. But but she liked the show. So I think it was more of a hit with parents. I don't think Pokemon is a, a approachable to parents in any way, shape or form. <laughs> <laughs> but it also I mean, it doesn't specific like if you were to just go watch an episode of Pokemon, I don't think you could you could compare it to the other shows of its time and say like oh this is definitely a this is going to be huge mhm i remember i mean not to go off on a pokemon tangent but i do remember getting the vhs of the pilot from my nintendo power subscription uh they sent it to me and i watched it and i think my my world changed oh yeah it like a bear to honey it uh-huh. it the, the, it worked the trap worked flawlessly. I, I just don't think you could have uh, reverse engineered it the same way you could with turtles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was really good. It was a uh, lot of fun. Go, go, turtles. Go, turtles. go, turtle yeah. rangers. Yeah. I yeah. like when we all talk at the same time. I think it's a good radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's more voices for less time. <laughs> kind of you're getting a bargain we're bang for your buck here it's saturday morning no edit tuesdays <laughs> <laughs> yeah well thanks so much patrick yeah hey thanks for having me back yeah we're so I'm, glad I'm to a, have you back i'm a fan and your boss so this is great still not true but <laughs> but we still love on you. either counts oh <laughs> <laughs> return fire Just joking. yeah uh, Better watch out or I'll nibble all your toes off. <laughs> I need those. That is not a lie. That is that is true. <laughs> you'll be a little you'll be walking around in your little cleft hooves when I'm done with you. Hey, uh Austin, you wanna you wanna take the horses in and uh lock up the lock up the ranch and give us a final word? Yeah, it's time to put the cattle to bed <laughs> and uh put the milk put the milk in the jug and uh call it call it a pasture sleep um, with your socks so, on boys and girls or the toe goblin's gonna get you <laughs> the, the barnyard nibbler. toe goblin <laughs> the barnyard nibbler um yeah so uh as as is with every episode we uh have our our classic last words that we that we say and we say the same thing every time and those things that we say every time are uh Slough it off. Yeah, good night, everybody. (laughs) 
Good night. <laughs> Good night. Love it all. Hey, it's Andy. Okay, so first off, Patrick told me secretly that he thinks my toes are the best. Just the best toes. He's he's just so enamored with my toes specifically. Second, hey, thanks for listening to our little two-part turtle special. We're pretty proud of it. And, and, you know, we're proud of the rest of the work we do here at Saturday Morning Tuesdays every single week. So please tell your friends, tell your enemies. We will take anybody. We don't discriminate. Uh, we got stuff all up on them, Facebooks, Instagram, and Twitter, even though those guys are kind of making us feel a little oogie right now in the news. And we got a website at satamtuesdays.com. That's S-A-T-A-M-Tuesdays.com. Next week, we're going to be watching episode 9 of Silver Hawks, episode 19 of Sailor Moon, and episode 22 of Digimon Adventure. Special thanks to our dear friend Patrick Stagaman, our guest this week, and to viewers like you. Well, listeners like you. I was trying to do like a like a PBS thing. Sorry, I fucked that up. Okay, bye.